All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. What is going on, everybody? How are you? How was the weekend, folks? Did you guys have fun? Did you guys go do something great and awesome while wearing your mask and staying six feet away from everybody, socially distancing yourself from anyone? No? Oh, well, I did. Uh, I don't know what I did. Uh, um, took a little trip down to the, uh, took a little trip down to the, uh, beach. Had myself a little Zen moment on Saturday. Got filled with a lot of, uh, a lot of anger, we'll call it, uh, you know, late Friday into Saturday. And I needed to let go of some, um, some stress, and uh, I couldn't hit anything. You know, all the gyms are closed. Uh, all the boxing gyms are closed. And so I just really couldn't, um, uh, you know, uh, work off some stress on the bag. So I had to reach deep down inside. And I just, you know, um, I had to go park myself on a beach. I sat there for hours, inhaled and exhaled as the waves came crashing in. I put on some good soothing tunes. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was transcendent, if you will. Uh, yeah, so that was my Saturday. That was my Saturday. Hope you guys had a great one yourself. Um, yeah, man. Good stuff. Good. Good things going on. We're you know we're 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 gonna touch upon some 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 happy thoughts in the early parts of the uh of this episode um then we're gonna talk about a funny frustrating thing that took place in south carolina that i found that i thought was pretty funny and then i'm gonna end on something that um pretty crazy pretty crazy uh to be talking about and that is the situation going on in the ellen show and the only reason why i'm gonna uh talk about this is because um everyone keeps asking me because i was i was a member of that staff for i was her stage officer for for a full season one year so we'll get into that we'll get into the experiences of that of the ellen show and um with everything going on with everything surrounding that it's um it's been a very 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 sad turn of events for a lot of people there and uh you know uh yeah so we'll touch base on that and everything and uh we will dive into all that but first you know some happy thoughts people some happy thoughts you know uh you know me being a guy who was more than likely never ever gonna get married uh, which I'm okay with, you know, I see something and it kind of gives me, well, hope if there ever is such a thing, you know, that, that, that still, you never quit. You never quit. See, look, like I come from a sports background. Okay. So sports athletic background is that as long as you're in the game, you're not out. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you're still if there's still time on the clock, you're still in the game. Game's not over. And in life, when you still got time on the clock, is hey, you still got a pulse going through you, buddy. So you're still you're still in the game, man. You're not out of it. So that leads me to a love story of all love stories that took place in where? No, not Italy. No, not Spain. It took place in Montana. That is right. Montana. That is where Ivan O'Neill and Jerry Surata, Surata, I believe, that is where both 91-year-olds, they found that magical thing that we all know and we all chase. That's right, marriage. Mm-hmm. Both 91-year-olds 
said their I do's in front of immediate family and friends July 25th in Lakeside, Montana, after more than a decade of dating. Now, Mr. O'Neill did not just meet Miss Surata 10 years ago, they met 80 years ago. 80 years ago, 8-0, that is right. Both of these little lovebirds met when they were in the first grade all the way back in 1741. That's right. So, they met in the first grade and they grew up to be friends during high school during the Great Depression. Then, you know, they both went on to, you know, do their own thing. They both went on to get married to other people, obviously. And, you know, they would bump into each other through through the years, um, you know, at the local festivals, you know, when the when the soldiers returned home from World War Two, when they invented the first car, things like that. And, um, you know, so uh, they they both ha- happened to stay in Montana with their with their respective families and everything. Um and so uh, they, were, they were actually both sitting on the same committee throughout the years that would put together their class reunions. Well, as fate or coincidence, whichever one you have a subscription in, um, both, of their su- both of their spouses died 13 years ago. They both died. Both of their spouses died in the same year. What are the odds? What are the odds, huh? Um... Jerry married Bob and Ivan married Marion and uh yeah so uh, one, like one year or one year uh one day 13 years ago same year that Bob bit the dust they uh um Ivan was at breakfast <laughs> he was there with his hiking group called the Over the Hill Gang that is an awesome name for a bunch of senior citizens hiking called Over the Hill. I love it. And so Ivan sees the uh, the the former flame in his eye, uh, Jerry, and uh, he goes over to say hi. Jerry was there with her son. She tells the son... You know, if somebody as nice as Ivan were to ask me out, I'd say yes. Well, what do you think happened? That's right. Later that day, old Ivan, that's right, Slickster, you walked up to Jerry and said, baby, I mean, you're going to go out. Um, he actually asked her to, uh, to be his date to a banquet because quote, it wouldn't be any fun to go alone. Now that's a solid line. That is a solid line right there. That is why that guy is still with the ladies at 91 lines like that. You leave them no doubt. You leave the lady no doubt to be like, uh, I, you know, Hey, I think it'll be fun to go alone. Come on now. You're, you're a great friend. You'll have fun by yourself. Leave the ladies with tons of options. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, that guy put her on the spot. That's how you do it, boys. That's how you do it. So anyways, so she, of course, accepted. And guess what happened? Old Cupid's arrow struck them both that same evening. They've been together ever since. Um... They've traveled all over the world together. And this actually isn't the first time that marriage was brought up in conversation with these two. Apparently years ago, in the early years of them dating, Ivan was like, look, baby, I want to lock you down before the next guy comes up and asks you to marry him. So how about we do it? What do you say? And uh, because old Ivan was already over whatever her name was, because, you know, hey, She's dead. What does she care? Um, And uh, Jerry was like, no, no, Bob's still a little warm. And, you know, I would like I would like it for him to fully decompose before I'm, you know, you know, screaming on my wedding night. So let's give him a minute. And uh, 
You know, Ivan was like, hey, man, you know, I respect that. So he he respected her decision and kept on dating her. And they would they would go on to date and 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 Ivan ain't no quitter, man. The guy's 91. You think he cares about what Father Time thinks? No, he does not. So he was on it and he was at it. And sure enough, he popped the question again. This time she was ready to give the Y.E.S. And so uh, <laughs> this was the funniest part, though. Now, it makes me kind of wonder what kind of, you know, what what they've got saved up. They both signed a prenup. This is hysterical. I'm like, when when I heard that they both signed a prenup, I am like, what? the hell is in those finances i gotta know i gotta know does ivan have some sort of like you know stock bonds you know from when they installed the first railways throughout the country you know does jerry have you know like did she invest in the very first stocks of apple like what's going on here um so that is what that's what had me laughing pretty good about that man that was like they signed a prenup they signed a prenup and it just wasn't some regular page of like hey don't touch my bank account i won't touch yours we're gonna love each other that's it no it ended up being a 30 page prenup 30 pages good god what the hell have they been buying and saving up and investing in for the last 91 years I mean, I get it. 91's a long time, but good God, man. I don't even think that Jeff Bezos' prenup was 30 pages. And that jackass is the all jackasses that I could ever think about. What an idiot. Um, but yet he's worth $200 billion, and yet I have two bucks to my name. So who's the jackass in the end? Me. Um, fortunately, no honeymoon. No honeymoon because uh, there is a pandemic going on, even though the state of Arizona and Florida believe that there's not... Uh, they can't go anywhere right now because your passport is literally useless unless you want to go to, you know, Guatemala. So, that is amazing though. Seriously though. Seriously. 91 years young and they're still, they still got the fire, baby. They still have the fire within them. Huh? the hell's wrong with you married couples out there and yeah i'm taking shots at married couples right now even though they can all look at me and be like gus shut the hell up you've never had so much as like a four-year relationship so keep your mouth shut and you're in and you're very much entitled to say that you very much are but here's the problem folks old ivan is 91 years old and he's still looking at jerry and be like baby come on over here i'm gonna get you pregnant but no, I got to hear couples in their 30s being like, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard being married. <laughs> Shut up, kid. You make me sick is what you make me. You make me ashamed to be a human. Couples in their 30s and their 40s over there crying about stuff, everything like that. Really? You got a 91-year-old guy over there doing everything possible to make his wife happy, even though, let's both face it, their hourglasses are almost out of sand, and that guy's still getting it in. That guy's still waking up every day, and he knows what the task of the day is, and that's leave the biggest smile in the world on the lady that loves you. That is a man right there. That guy gets it done. Got all these other jackasses running around in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s. And they don't even know how to handle their lady. They don't even know how to make her smile. They don't even know how to get her to say the good Lord's name in vain. But no, there's irreconcilable, whatever the fuck it's called. There's the differences word. All right. I'm not a, I'm not an attorney. I don't need to know those words. However. That gives me a little bit of something called hope. That's right. Because I believe that I am a man like Jerry. Or like Jerry. Jeez. (laughs) I am a man like Jerry. I'm in touch with my feminine side. However, I'm a man like Ivan. I know what the goal is. I know how to do that. 
That is right. I think at least one of my exes can tell you that. However, this, this is a good sign. This is a very hopeful sign. You know? These people, they showcase their love to the world in the middle of a pandemic. And that right there was something amazing to see. I loved it. I loved it. I loved reading that story. That story, one of my favorite stories of the year. Hands down. Two amazing 91-year-olds making their love official. And and let me tell you what, people. These people are not getting married and being like, well, you know, we're going to be dead this time next year. No way. Good old Jerry and Ivan are going to be like, hey, yo, we still got a honeymoon to live out, baby. Good old Jerry's like, I didn't go to fascinations and I didn't try on those hot little numbers just for the heck of it, man. No way. She's like, I didn't go to adamandeve.com and just try on whatever I bought. No way. She's like, I'm wearing these bad boys and I'm going to rock Ivan's world. Yep. She's standing there. She goes, last time that anybody with the name Ivan was rocked this hard, Rocky was on the other end. So that, my friends, is a couple. That is a guy. That is a man right there. That's a guy that gets it done. And that right there, Jerry, that is a queen. She is a queen amongst mere mortals. Because that, that woman... 91 years young and she's all like bring on the marriage i'm ready for it i give them both credit though like hell would i ever do that (laughs) yeah no no marriage for me no marriage for me i'm all right i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good still up for dating though i'm still up for dating i'm still up for dating but marriage, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably just give someone a ring one day and be like, hey, uh, you know, what do you say? What do you say? You want, like, you want to try the ring on? Try the ring on. Give it a feel. Wear it for a couple days. See how you feel. You know, let's get a feel for the reactions. If you get, you know, let's take a poll. You get more, oh, my God, look at that beautiful. Or you get more, eh. Eh, it's not all it's cracked up to be, you know, but I don't believe those jackasses. You know, I've had this conversation with you lovely people before. I don't believe those idiots that are like, oh, well, you know, hey, man, you know, once you put the ring on, it's all downhill. No, it isn't. No, it is not. Don't, don't, don't BS me. All right. Don't, don't hit me with that. Seriously. It's, it's anybody that sits there and says, oh, well, you know, that's it, buddy. The ride's over. That's it, man. What, dude, once you put a ring on it, dude, it's like they stop caring. They all stop caring. They're all terrible. They're all horrible. They're all, all women are ugly. You know, when, when, when men start talking like that, I'm like, who the hell licked the frosting off your donut, dude? Seriously. Because I'm like, you weren't this unsufferable you know, person, like I can't even think of a cuss word to call him. You're just this insufferable person that you weren't this insufferable person is what I meant to say. When you met her, you weren't. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, you know, married man, you know, you do, you start sounding like Bill Belichick at a press conference. It doesn't go down like that. Don't give me that crap. Don't give me that crap. Where do you think the term bros before hoes came from? Where do you think that originated from? That originated from when every little guy gets their first girlfriend or their girlfriend in college or high school, whatever. And what do they do? They start like just following them around like a little lost puppy dog. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But point is is that the men are always with their ladies they always are after them i mean come on we all know why but still it doesn't matter they're always there with them then what happens then they date a little longer and everything like that and then boom you put the ring on it and it's like eh, you know yeah man i'm good yeah that's it 
I get it twice a year, once for my birthday and then once on Christmas. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I at least get to unwrap something on Christmas that doesn't have a tie in it. You know, you, you, you know, things like that, man. Things like that. And I'm just like, yo, dude, come on. Come on. It infuriates me when I hear that talk from people. It does. It does. Got to find that love, man. You got to keep that fire burning within you like old Ivan. Old Ivan, old son of a gun, man. Guy was 81 years young. He saw Jerry in the diner and was all like, ooh, damn. Look at that. It's like a 1965 Lincoln Continental. Doesn't age. Does not age. Look at that. Just appreciates with age. Look at that. Old Ivan just, you know, hey. Somewhere out there, Viagra's like, oh boy, our stock's about to rise because Ivan just got married again. Woo-wee. So, Ivan, I salute you, sir. You, you're a man. You are a gentleman and a scholar. And men all over the world should salute you, sir. 91 years young and still taking the plunge walking down the aisle. My man. You show those, you show the men of Montana how it's done. One day, we'll all be thinking that way. And in 91 years young, I'll be getting married for the first time in honor of you. That's right. So, so, all right. So to Jerry and to Ivan, Mazel Tov and uh, good things. So we move on, ladies and gentlemen. We move on from something happy to something that I was like, yo, are you effing kidding me, dude? Are you seriously? You know, we become, I'm, I'm sort of ashamed of the society that we become, well, I mean, that's obvious when, you know, with all these jackasses, all lives matter. <laughs> shut up, shut up. Anyone that yell like all lives matter, dude, I just feel like, you know, just, you guys ever seen American History X? That's what I want to do. Just introduce your front set of teeth to a curb and just, you know, press down very hardly from my boot. Um, but no, what I'm talking about us as a society is that, dude, when the hell did Karens take over the world? When the hell did Karens take over? Now, what I'm about to say may upset some of the females out there. You know, I may it may get upset, but hey. It's just the truth, okay? The truth sometimes is a little hard to swallow, okay? It's like trying to swallow peanut butter without drinking something. You ever try to do that? It's like almost committing suicide, okay? And what I mean by this is that this past weekend, Miss Sam Panda, who is a... Uh, She's she she's a legitimate acrobat. She's an aerial performer. She is an acrobat. Um and Miss Sam Panda, who is due to her job, she's got to keep in great shape. She has to be in great shape. She's an acrobat and an acrobat. Wow. An acrobat for God's sake. She's an acrobat. Okay? She's up on ropes. She's up on, you know, things on these metal circles and she's flying around and doing all this and that. You got to be in phenomenal shape to do this, folks. You do. So, Miss Sam Panda, I'm guessing that's Samantha Panda, got detained by Myrtle Beach Police. Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, very popular spot, very big on the, on the, uh, on like the spring break scene or whatever. Well, Sam was out with some friends socially distancing on the beach and Sam, you know, she wanted to get some sun. So she's got herself a bikini. She's wearing a bikini. As I said, she keeps herself in the gym. She's she like she's in good shape. So she's proud of the body that she's worked hard for. Okay? She's wearing herself a two-piece bikini. And the bottom is like that is like the like the thong type of bikini. Okay? Alright. Sam's out there, she's having a good time with some friends. She's hanging out. All of a sudden cops come up to her and say, ma'am, you're under arrest. They literally 
are they put her in handcuffs the videos out there you got to watch this thing it is insane okay they put her in handcuffs and they say ma'am you're under arrest and she's like for what and the officer said because you're naked on a beach and he said that her thong bikini was that of her being naked was equal to her being naked and she was like, no, it is not. And she starts going, this woman's educated. This woman's got some education behind her because the way that she handled herself in the video with the police officer, she was very eloquent. She was well-worded. So she came ready. She was ready to, to uh, take on Barney Fife, the conservative cop. And so uh, the the cops were out there saying that that she was violating an ordinance about being nude on a public beach. And the cop said, well, your thong bikini. Because, look, it's a thong bikini, okay? She's got the front covered, but the back, you're seeing, you're able to see if she's got tattoos on both cheeks, you know what I mean? So, she objected and pointed out that her private parts were all covered up. The cops actually called for backup. Yes, once again... Showing the badge proud. Uh, back up, we got a five foot two white woman out here in a thong. Uh, you know, she's uh, she's uh, not going away quietly. We need backup. Like, come on, dude, really? Two fucking two two guys, two guys, well over six foot six foot two. Really, you need backup for little one here, idiots. So, anyways, so then. Um, they brought in like one of the, like their sergeants or commanders comes in and, and he, uh, he gives her the exact law, which is a state of dress or undressed. So as to expose the view of others to specified anatomical areas. In this case, it was her booty. <laughs> this is where. This is where it was hilarious because one of the girls, because Sam was there with another friend, Sam was there with another friend and the friend on, like on the video, she was, well, she was there with two friends. She was there with the female friend. And then there was, she was there with a the guy friend and the guy friend was recording the whole thing. The, the other friend, that's a girl asked the cop, what happened? Did somebody call and complain or do something? And the officer says someone called and said there were two women who were wearing thong bikinis and see-through tops, which their tops were not see-through, and were dancing and soliciting videos on the beach. These two women who were wearing normal bikini bathing suits were doing some boomerangs. You guys know what boomerangs are. They're the very popular filter that you put on Instagram and Snapchat and all that. They were boomerangs. Some Karen who, look, sorry to say, but these two women were in phenomenal shape. That Karen was probably some donut scarfing, diabetes having, just horribly ugly individual on the inside and on the outside. Because let's be real, if you're a happy individual, you're not going to care what two women are doing, doing boomerangs on a beach. Just some miserable ass Karen seeing these two women minding their own business, not doing anything. And she called the cops on them and had, and, and these idiots put her in handcuffs over it. And if it wasn't for that commander who actually like talked to her and was like, look, look, I'm not going to ask you to leave the beach, but let's compromise here. You know, you can cover the, or like, just cover the bikini, cover the, cover the backside and you're good. I don't care if your legs are showing. I don't care. Whatever, you know, just do me a favor and do that. So this Karen felt that Sam's body was offensive and apparently showed her children there, which, God help those kids. 
and it showed her children that, see, you dress like that, you'll get arrested. How unbelievable is that? Seriously. It just makes me upset. It makes me upset because then what? Because, like, how is that offensive to somebody? It's called, A, it's called mind your own business. That's what it's called. It's called mind your own business. These girls, they're not part of some porn production. They're not out there doing each other on the beach. They're out there enjoying a nice summer day. And you got some fat, you know, mean-spirited individual who's jealous that these two women have those bodies and she calls the cops on them. Terrible. Why didn't that fat, miserable person call the cops on two guys walking around the beach with abs that you can iron t-shirts on? Huh? I bet you Karen didn't do that. I bet you Karen looked at that and was like, come to mama. Mama wants to eat some. I bet you she didn't do that, did she? No, 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 no. Double standards, ladies and gentlemen. They exist and they're everywhere. And that upsets me. That really does because double standards, like that's what that's what gets people arrested in this case. Now, now the sergeant, the commanding officer that was there, he let her go. No ticket, no charge, no nothing. But it was up to the other two jackasses, the ones that got there that arrested her in, you know, in the first place. She'd probably still be in jail right now. It was very terrible to see. Very terrible to see. And I, I, you know, I've been to the beach with all walks of life. All walks of life. And not once have I ever been there with someone who did not look like another person and was like, oh, they, they need to cover up. That's offensive. No. I've been with people like, yo, Good for them, man. Rock that shit. If I look like them, I'd do that. And then I've been with other ones who, hey, they may not look like that, but they're wearing the exact same type of bikini. And I'm like, God bless you, girl. See, me, I I have major body issues. I have major self-esteem issues, body image issues, and you would never catch me dead doing that. For God's sakes, if I'm jumping in a pool, I still jump in with a t-shirt. And I'm not that heavy. I'm not. Dare I say some... It could be a lady out there that thinks that I'm sexy. All right? There could be a lady out there that thinks that when I take my old shirt off, she's like, ooh, ooh, it just got hot in here. You know? But I don't think so. I don't think I'm like that. I, I honestly don't. That's the truth, Ruth. I do not. I don't think I am. But when I'm at the beach and I see a guy out there looking like an Adonis... I'm just like, it's like I want, to, I want to run up to the guy and be like, bro, what's your regimen? What do you do? You know, you take proteins in the morning. Do you take any before you go to bed? What's your deal? What are you, like, what are you doing? What do you bench? No, I'm not going to be out there and be like, oh, my police, these guys are, you know, they're, 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 they're just doing bad things. No. No, dude, don't, 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 don't do that, dude. Those people just want to have a good time at the beach. Come on now. You want to have a great time at the beach. You want to enjoy it. And mind your business. That's rule number one. Mind your business. Oh, God. Just be kind to everybody. Okay, be kind. (sighs) Which... Speaking of being kind, leads me into my next topic. And this is going to be, until the day that I have somebody on the show, on from the show, this will be the only time that I speak about this. And that is what is going on right now surrounding the show entitled The Ellen Show. That's right. So I was a stage officer for that show for one season, but I worked on that show in other areas for another season. So I was, 
I was in and around that show for two years. And right now, for all those that are familiar or not familiar with what's going on right now, the Ellen Show is under investigation for a number of things. And that is mistreatment, discrimination, uh, intimidation, and racism. Now, from what I can tell you is that on that show, on that stage, did I see any mistreatment or any intimidation or anything like that done by Ellen DeGeneres? No. No, I never saw anything like that. Now, just because Ellen wasn't doing it doesn't mean that it was ravaging other areas of production. Because the mistreatment, the discrimination, the intimidation, I saw that. I saw things like that go down. I never saw racism. I never saw or heard it. I never heard of it. I never experienced it. I never met anybody that did experience it. But the intimidation part, the mistreatment part, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never done to me, though. Never done to me. Never done to me because, you know, I'm just like that type of individual that, I mean, I, I like I wouldn't have dealt with it. I, I honestly would have. I wouldn't have stood there for more than a second after somebody would have been like, hey, yo, are you stupid? I'm asking you a question. It's a simple yes or no answer. Are you stupid? You know, if somebody would have done that to me, I'd have been like, um, no, I'm pretty smart. And in other news, you can go and do something to yourself in a specific area. So... Um, that is where, that's where unfortunately a lot of people were different than me because they were, you know, which is maybe why they're successful and I'm not, um, because they were, they, they looked at the end game, you know, they're like, look, I'll pay my dues. I'll do the grunt work. I'll get yelled at and everything. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll go off to another production and, you know, be top dog somewhere else because they saw that, hey, I put in time and I put in work at the Ellen show. Well, for a lot of people, a lot of people didn't survive. Like they're on the show. I'm not talking about in real life. Um, You know, I had a few friends who they were publicly, publicly ridiculed by a lot of people uh by specific people there in charge of important you know departments who treated their employees like dirt um it wasn't an easy thing an easy thing to see it really wasn't it wasn't it was a very very sad thing to see uh, because these were some of these were individuals that I knew and that I knew out of work, outside of work, and they were good people. Um, a lot of these individuals that were of the aggressive, you know, demeaning type, they would always use the excuse of, you know, like this is the Ellen show. This is the Ellen show. This is how we run it here. It's like, no, man, no, 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 no. That's not how you run it. You, you're running it like that because you want to run it like that. Simple as that. You're not running it because it's like, oh, we are, we're the number one TV talk show. This is how it needs to run. No, 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 no. It can run a lot smoother than that. And I saw a lot of people put on a lot of different faces when I was there. And unfortunately, the majority of those faces were those of people that were smiling through the pain because they had just been yelled at in a way that literally broke them down into tears 
And then they had to get up and smile because there's 400 audience members about to come through that door. And it's sad. It was sad because, you know, I would always see some of these people day one, day one, their first day on the job. Oh, oh, wow, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is all this and that. Three months into it and they are like, I want to quit, but I don't know how. And it was, it was, it was rough to watch. It really was. And, and I, I'm not mentioning any names because I know that people are going to, you know, you know, try to, try to like, you know, either say something or whatever, but hey, I'm not saying any names, which that doesn't even matter anymore because earlier, what was it in May? I posted a video I didn't say anyone's name. I didn't say anybody's names, but a couple people felt that I talked about them. Apparently it doesn't matter anymore. Apparently when you're guilty, when you feel guilt, when you feel guilt, man, that thing comes at you strong and hard and it makes you think that your name is being uttered. Which just ain't true. You just got to ask. Ask people like, hey, was this about me? And the answer that you get, that's, that's what all that matters. But I guess when people want to, you know, get guilt and whatever, like if certain individuals of the Ellen show were to hear this and those examples that I just gave you of the ones that were, that were being the horrible people, their guilt would know that I'm talking about them. They would know that these examples were those that were caused by them, period. And it's really sad. It's really sad because now there's talks about her leaving the show, that Ellen's not going to be able, that like that Ellen cannot recover from this or whatever. It's not true. It's not true. I don't believe it's true. I think that Ellen is going to... Um, uh, I believe that Ellen is going to continue. I believe she's going to to um, take this. Um, I think that she's going to go on and keep going until she breaks Oprah's uh, streak. I think so. That's my. That's my you know, um, that's my thought on it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just, you know, like what I think. I think that, um, I think that She's not going to leave until she breaks Oprah's streak, which I think it's at 20, 20 seasons, 20 seasons or 21 seasons. And Ellen is knocking on that door. Ellen's knocking on that door. So, yeah. So I think that that's what's going to be going down. And, uh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it's just if she goes down, then if she goes down, then unfortunately, a, a lot of great people are going to go down again. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So anyways, I just hope that all this gets straightened out and everything like that. And that, you know, that she, uh, that she writes the wrong because you know what? There's a lot of things that, there's a lot of things that she can do to write these. She still holds the majority of her fan base still right now. She does. 
And she can change all that by coming forward with some sort of a video claim that, you know, that she can record something or whatever to make this all go away. I think she can. I personally think that she can make this all go away with uh, some sort of a public on-air apology, whatever, not some little letter that she wrote. Um, so I don't know what she is, uh, what she's waiting for. I don't. Uh, like I said, a lot of good people are going to suffer because of this in the way that they're probably going to go on to other shows and they could be tainted. They're going to look at them and be like, oh, you were at the Ellen show. You were there for how long? Oh, so you were there when all that was going down, huh? Which it's like going to lead that person to either look like a, you were a part of it or B, you didn't speak up about it or C, you got mistreated and now you're kind of gonna, you know, carry that chip on your shoulder or anything like that. Or you may get the rare D, rare option of where they're gonna be like, wow, you know, well, we're not gonna treat you like that here. You're like, you're gonna be taken care of here. But let's face it, it usually is A, B, or C instead of the last option. And... You know, I personally think that because Oprah went on for 23 seasons right now. Ellen is at 18. She'll be going into year 18. I think that Ellen is going to try to knock that one down. I think she wants the title. I think she wants the all time title from Oprah. So that is what I that's my personal opinion. That's my personal thought as to why she's not going to step away. Um, all these rumors that are saying that she's going to step away, that they're already looking for replacement hosts and whatever. I don't buy it. I don't. Um, but it's just a sad turn of events. And I, I personally believe that she can still write this wrong because even though as much as she can try to, you know, she wrote a letter to her employees and everything like that about this, this and that. And even as much as she can try to shift the blame on people, because that's what she's doing. She's blaming everybody else right now, except for herself. Um, she has to come forward and face the music and know that, yo, you were responsible at this at some point, at some, at some realm, you are responsible for it just how you're responsible for not putting your people back to work in March when you went back to work and started recording your episodes again and you allowed a third-party company to be hired instead of your own people that have been with you from the beginning. You could have written that wrong. You chose not to, okay? You opened up your mouth and inserted your foot back in April when you compared living into your Bel Air mansion to that of jail, because you were in lockdown. And I'll say it again. You compared living into your massive Bel Air mansion to jail. When there are people sleeping on the streets. When there are people sleeping in studio apartments. Not knowing if they're going to get kicked out or not. And you compared living in a massive mansion to jail. Uh, it's things like that that show how far you have disconnected yourself from reality. And these are things that Ellen could do to right. She could right her wrongs, but she's chose not to. I hope whatever reason it is, it's worth it. And only she will be able to answer that and to say, oh, yes, it was. Absolutely, it was. But, you know, that's not for me to hear. That's neither here nor there for me to judge. But I just, I wish everybody the best. To those that deserve to be wished the best and to those that were responsible for all the hurt and all the mistreatment. I hope that your guilt will eat you alive. And I hope that you never get to regain your, your smile. I really do. I really hope that for you because you thought that working on a show, on a daytime talk show, made you untouchable. Well, you made a lot of money. Now, 
go off to your beach house or your cottage in the middle of nowhere and go live your happy life for all I care. But it's a it's a rough thing and you know for those that kept on calling and asking and trying to figure out the dirt there is no dirt from me. Well, at least from Ellen. At least from Ellen's point of view. But, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I did witness a lot of a lot of berating, a lot of a lot of bullying, and it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't easy to sit back and watch that stuff. It really wasn't. But that is, you know, that's that's done and over with now. And, you know, I mean, I, uh, um, yeah, I wish all the best for those. And, uh, and yeah. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we end this Tuesday episode of the May I Have a Word podcast. Um, Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, you guys. That you know, uh, fri- Friday's episode with my, with my uh, sandbox sister, my sandbox sister, Miss Ellie Soto. It was an amazing, an amazing outpouring of support, and the and the reactions I was getting were through the roof. They were awesome. They were great. Uh, got love from all corners. When it came from that, the hometown was uh, was loud and proud about it. So thank you very much for you guys showing your support in that one. And, uh, you know, we still got some good ones coming. We do. We do. We we got some great things coming here. And, um, and I just can't wait for you guys to see them and to check them out and all that. And, uh, yeah, so... Once again, guys, once again, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, guys. You go to Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever. You go in there, subscribe. It'll take you two seconds to hit subscribe and to hit the five stars. Bing, bang, boom. You guys are in. And uh, yeah, man, this has been awesome. And I just can't wait to uh, I can't wait to be able to uh, give you guys more more great content with more amazing guests. It's going to be a great fun time. And um, hey, man, I owe it all to you guys. You guys are the ones that that, that are keeping this podcast alive and well and uh, all the fun that we're going to continue having. And I just can't wait to be able to get into the, the guests lineup that I have and everything. And uh, I'm, I'm, I wake up every day and think of new ways to go more above and beyond for you guys. Not going to be disappointing or anything like that. So you guys have yourselves an awesome week. You guys take care. I love you. Wash your hands. This was the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys on Friday. See you guys. Love you.